Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. had a great first few days of your new year. Uh, I'm going to be really honest. This year, I, I'm, I'm approaching it a little bit differently than last. <laughs> a little more. I'm excited, but there's a little trepidation in there as well. You know, after, after the events of this last year, you know, I, I normally would look at it with, you know, this power of promise and possibilities that's there, but I no longer have confidence that what I think is going to happen is going to be the very <laughs> thing that's going to happen. You know, as I, I look back at last year's resolutions yeah. and swing and a miss. Just yeah. completely missed that one <laughs> entirely. It's like a comedy show watching all that. It was like I showed up for the new year last year to play a baseball game and a football game broke out. And I, I had all the wrong equipment. It was completely wrong. <laughs> so not what we expected to start, but I am excited about this new year. Yeah. If 2020 had been a weather forecast, it would have been stormy, cloudy, and it really wouldn't have surprised me if we had a few meatballs. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You yeah, read that was... book and you're like, is this fiction? I know. Is this real? I don't know. But it was full of fog. You know, I know that there were some days of sunshine, but for many people, those days were few and far between. You know, for some reason during 2020, we drove through some incredible rain, inclement weather. Have you guys ever been driving when you hit a rainstorm and your windshield wipers are going full speed, you have to turn off your music or podcast, you lean forward, you're like white knuckling and you're straining to see. You know, when, when there's a storm, it, it affects our vision. It affects our ability to see, and our vision can be obstructed. And it can be really tempting when you're driving through a storm like that to just stop to pull under an overpass and to kind of wait out the storm. But my dad, Hap, years ago gave me the advice that if I was ever stuck in a storm or driving in a storm, to keep driving. You might have to slow down, but oftentimes you'll drive out of a storm. And you know, when we reflect on 2020, that is much of what it felt like for us. It felt like we were in the midst of a storm. And it was hard to see at times. And we were were tempted to want to stop, but instead we kept going forward, albeit a little bit slower slower. um, than normal. (laughs) You know, we learned that circumstances, it can affect our ability to see, but it doesn't have to derail our vision. And actually, what we discovered was the Holy Spirit was, was really speaking a lot to us about his vision for our house. And yeah. so we're really excited to be able to share what we believe the Holy Spirit is inviting us into this year. And we're going to kick off with a little bit of prayer. Yeah, let's pray. Yeah. Well, Father, we thank you that you are here. We thank you that your presence is already filling this place and connecting with us. God, we just ask that you would reveal what you have for us and show us your vision today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we have a rich history with vision in this church. My parents, Happy and Diane Lehman, are our founding pastors, and they have led for many years with visionary leadership. When I became a mom 12 and a half years ago, I remember shortly after I had our son, I went to my mom and I said, thank you. I had no idea what you had been doing for me all of these years. Like instantaneously, my love and appreciation for her grew. Mm -hmm. And the same thing has happened to us as we have transitioned into senior pastors. Our love and appreciation for what Happy and Di and many of you Mm -hmm. have done for this house to make this church what it is in this community. And we're just incredibly grateful for the years of visionary leadership that our house has had. Mm -hmm. You know, each church's biblical mission should really be the same. 
right? It should be to share the good news of Jesus, to baptize people, Mm -hmm. to disciple people up in their faith, to teach them what Jesus teaches us in the Bible. And this is called the Great Commission. But each church's vision is unique. It's special. It is the unique call that is on each house. That's why we have more than one church in a community. And our vision is that unique purpose that guides us, that helps us make goals, that affects our messaging in in this whole arena. And and we're really excited for how we believe the Father is just breathing on vision during this season and renewing our vision. But as part of this process over the last couple of uh, months, we've been actually taking a trip down memory lane, re-looking at some of the powerful language that God Mm -hmm. has used here over the years. And if you've been around here a long time, you may remember come as you are, you'll be loved. That was a very famous slogan that we had. We actually put it all over bumper stickers. And so it was all, do you remember bumper stickers? I I know what they are. I don't use bumper stickers. Well, fun fact about Mike, he is a vehicle guy. And his vehicles have to be... They have to be clean. They have to be clean, no bumper stickers. Okay, noted. (laughs) But it was a good statement. I love the statement. It was. didn't do the bumper stickers. It was. We also said that we were a community of hope. Um, Again, really powerful language. We've talked about being people who experience and extend the truth, love, and power of Jesus here, near, and far away. Mm -hmm. And then about 12 years ago, we had the 10-10-10 vision, which was to plant 10 churches... 10 multi-sites, and release 10 missionaries over a 10-year period. And then over the last few years, we've been talking about change the world with Jesus. Yep. And as we look both back and we look forward, like we know this, right? That it's not our final hour, but our finest hour. And happened I shared a message just last week about this very thing titled Our Finest Hour. Yeah. And if you missed that, I encourage you to go back and check that. You can get that on our website, but really powerful, so good. The other thing that we've had outside of some of these other phrases that have kind of culminated is these verses yeah. that have been a guiding principles for our church as well. And one of those verses is Matthew 6.33. And this is what Matthew 6.33 says. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And, you know, we've learned what it means to be kingdom people over mm-hmm. these 40 years. And that was, it's a, it's a core value of not just this church, but the vineyard movement uh, across the world as well. And, and then more recently, we've been learning to walk out this idea of understanding our identity in Christ and the righteousness that his grace so freely gives to us. Mm-hmm. And then there's another verse, John 14, 12. And this is such a great verse. This is actually Jesus speaking in this verse. And this is what he says. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. I mean, this is just astounding. If we just stop and think about this verse for a minute, what Jesus is actually saying to us, that we are going to do the same and greater works as him. And when when you think about the works he did, loved the unlovely, healed the sick, set the captives free, raised the dead, and this is a call that is on our house. It really is. It's, yeah. it's, it's an incredible thing to even contemplate when you really look yeah. at it. And if you've ever heard us use that, that classic vineyard phrase, everybody gets to play, this is actually part of where that comes from, is this idea. When we talk about everybody getting to play, it's getting to do the stuff that Jesus did. Yeah. And he says, not us, he says, it's going to actually be more than what he did, even greater. So it's so cool. Yeah. So for the last two years, we've been on this journey of discovering vision and refining vision and that, this renewed yeah. vision. And the truth is when you succeed, very successful pastors who have very strong vision, it's a little bit intimidating. We're not going to lie. But the good news is we don't do this alone. 
We do this with one another, and we have an amazing team, and we began to receive some prophetic words about how we were going to go through something major. Now, never in our wildest dreams did we think that was going to be a worldwide pandemic, no. but this uh, event, we were told, was going to cause a rewiring, a renovation for the mission that God was calling our house to in the coming days. And let me tell you, the excitement and the energy on our team, it was like palpable. And we believed God was going to do something new, so much so that we named our MLMP, More Love, More Power Conference 2020, All Things New. And I yeah. remember saying to the team, get ready. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be big and it's going to change everything. And then COVID happened. And we learned new things. We did. We learned some new things. Uh, the new, like, you know, like novel coronavirus, novel <laughs> means new. That was not the new that we were talking about by any stretch of the imagination, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, processing, you know, a year that's been full of challenges and, and difficult journeys for so many, that, that can be tough. And for many of us, it, it might be easy to look at and just like, I just want to forget kind of all the things that went on and just sweep it under the rug, say goodbye, and, and out we go. But, you know, it, when we look at a little closer, we can see when God works even in the midst of chaos. Mm -hmm. So there was actually a bittersweetness for some that happened. There was many who found joy as they found new rhythms in, in life, as much of this extra busyness just had to disappear in their life, and they found different rhythms. Uh, those things were cut away. Some, some actually fell in love and got married in this, in this season. Uh, there, that'll be a story you'll tell your grandkids, though, right? Yeah. Hey, I, we got married in the midst of that, that pandemic. You can go back to the history books and find out when, yeah. when that happened. In fact, Jim and Lori Plank, our Sullivan campus yeah. pastors, their son got married. Yeah, congratulations yeah. to all of you who were able to pull <laughs> that off. Well done. You will definitely be remembered. Uh, you know, some even found new jobs or started uh, new paths in school uh, or in, in their careers. Families found connections in ways that were unexpected and new. I know that was, that was the story of our family. Yeah. There was a lot of new things that, that we experienced there. There were pockets of joy. That, that can be found in the midst of a year that history will mostly remember for its tragedy. But I don't wanna, I don't, I'm not dismissing the very real challenges that mm -hmm. people have faced during this year. I simply want to point out that there's always more than meets the eye when we look at our circumstances the way that God mm -hmm. sees them. You know, in 2020, we felt like God had given us these words of, of humility and unity. And man, those words became these anchors, these, mm -hmm. these places where God kept reminding us of, of who he is that kept bringing us back to God's heart for us in a very tumultuous season. See, we needed humility to lay down the plans that we had and pick up his plans. And boy, do we need unity more than ever mm -hmm. in a year like this. You know, many, many were even challenged in their, in their faith journey throughout this year. It, you know, it's humbling to admit that we as followers of Jesus, you know, we can go for days or, or, or weeks without even feeling his presence, having an awareness of his presence. And for some of us, we may feel, we feel dry, we feel disconnected, and it may, be, it may be going on for months in your life. But God often views how he intersects our lives a little differently than what we do. See, he's a God of encounter, and he's always looking to encounter us in real and tangible ways. Mm. Even in our deepest valleys and our highest peaks, See, he's right here. He's, he lives both amongst us and he lives in us, mm -hmm. in all of those things. Yeah, and this year, more than ever, we learned that he can encounter us in so many different ways. Whether we were alone mm -hmm. during those early months where people yeah. weren't going anywhere or whether we were able to gather together, 
Whether we were online or whether we were outside or inside, we knew that the, the Holy Spirit, he was encountering us with his presence. And there was a lot of distraction. I don't know how you felt, but this past year, we, we, we had to wrestle through some of that distraction. But as we did, we, we realized, you know, God's presence was encountering us and it was clarifying us who for us, for who we really are and what we have to give away. And that's what we want to talk about today, yeah. this whole idea of who we are and what we have to give away. Let's go to Proverbs 29, 18, and I'm going to read to you from the Passion Translation, and this is what it says. When there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation mm. of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. Mm. This is so important. We want to be a people who have clear prophetic vision for what God is asking of us. Mm -hmm. And prophetic, that, that's just simply God's heart mm -hmm. and his direction for us through his word and through other people. And as we kind of looked at the words that we were yeah. receiving from people, we saw this theme that there is something that unites us, something that draws us together, and it is, it is the presence of God. Yeah. It is the finished work of Jesus on the cross that we get to partake of, filled with the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. and that as we gather together to, to worship and to learn and, and to pray for one another, mm -hmm we encounter his presence in a way that changes us, hopefully, and then can change the world. And we, we hear the same story over and over again, that people, they come into our house, they come into a small group, they, they watch our services online, and they encounter this incredible presence. Yeah. And they often begin to weep. They say, I, I don't know what I'm feeling, yeah. but it's the presence of God that really unites us together. Mm -hmm. You know, we experience the presence of God through these real and tangible encounters. Yeah. And what is an encounter? I think that's good to define. I think that's a good question. An encounter is, is an, a, an experience or an event that brings us face to face with God. Mm -hmm. and, and encounters can be ordinary or they can be extraordinary. They can you know, sweep us off our feet, sometimes literally yeah. with the power and presence uh, of God, or they can be these, these ordinary moments that, that happen. You know, I love, uh, I have a, a, a friend who's a teacher, he teaches high school, and he's, over the years he's told so many stories of these just naturally supernatural ways that he's interacted with students and parents, and, and, and he's seen their lives change and transform yeah. just as He's encouraged them or, hey, I just want to come sit in your room. Even kids who weren't even yeah. in his classroom would come and just sit in his classroom because something was different in that moment. And so he has all these stories of just these very simple, ordinary ways that yeah. he served and encouraged. And now he's, he's telling me stories more recently of, of the ways that God's built these things in his life. And they're completely outside of even the teaching thing. And it's not even really a, a major spiritual thing. It's, he's investing in real estate. And God's bringing him all these amazing encounters through the people that he poured into, through connections that God's given, through words he's actually gotten. And it's, and it's happened and played out in natural ways. Yeah. But it's been these in extraordinary experiences yeah. of ordinary encounters happening throughout of his life. Yes, yeah, so you know? I love that, that, that ex uh, these encounters, they can be ordinary yeah. or they can be extraordinary. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. We, we experience God in those ways that are, that are so amazing. We can encounter him in the messy, yeah. in the mundane, in the miraculous, God wants to encounter us in all of those things. And yeah. we actually believe that the Father is calling us into everyday encounter in 2021. Everyday encounter. Now, these encounters happen every day mm -hmm. in our everyday lives. They, they both flow through us and, and out of us. So they mm -hmm. come in and they go out. Because we're a house that is committed to the supernatural 
breaking into everyday life, transforming our lives, our families, our communities. And we want everyone, men and women, young, Mm -hmm. old, our youth, our kids, to know that they are loved by the Father, that they've been given a brand new identity in Jesus, and that they have a destiny in the Holy Spirit. And, And we actually like to say it this way. We be belong, or we belong, we be, we do. That means that we belong first Mm -hmm. to the family of God. And we learn to be who he created us to be. And from that foundation, we learn to do the things that Jesus did, those John 14, 12 things, the same and greater works. See, we are a naturally supernatural people, everyday disciples having everyday encounters. You know, this year more than ever, I... I just so value my relationship with Jesus. And I'm so grateful for these times that we get to gather together. Thank you for coming today and joining us online. But our relationship with Jesus should be way more than just this encounter. Yeah. It should be an everyday encounter. Mm-hmm. This is only one hour of your week and there are 167 other hours in the week that the Holy Spirit, he wants to encounter us. He wants to, to change us mm-hmm. and fill us and and commune with us. And I I sense that Jesus in this coming year, he wants to live in intimacy with us, everyday encounters. And and the way that this is going going to work is first that Jesus wants to encounter you. He wants to enjoy life with you. And I think so often we think, well, you know, well, God only wants to do religious things with me. No, God wants to encounter you every single day in the things that you actually enjoy. And that might be in your car while you're driving, in your home while you're reading a good book, while you're enjoying a glass of wine. The Holy Spirit, he wants to have a personal encounter with you this year. And, you know, I love that language that an encounter is a face-to-face meeting with God that changes us. It's an event or an experience. And I don't know how many of your kids love to FaceTime or video chat, but our kids, they love to FaceTime their friends. And the most amazing thing we've noticed is they will put FaceTime on and sometimes they'll show their faces, but often they'll put down the tablet and they'll just go about their day. They'll be gaming, doing chores, watching a movie, and their cousins are still FaceTiming them. And it's this amazing tool that they use to stay connected to people. And I felt I heard the the father say, you know, Jules, in 2021, I want to FaceTime with my people. I want to waste time with them. I want to be connected to them so that I can produce fruit in their life. And I love what Psalm uh, 1611 tells us about what Jesus actually wants to do when he spends time with us. It says this, for you bring me a continual revelation of resurrection life the path to the bliss that brings me face to face with you. You see, this is what a personal encounter with Jesus does. It is this revelation of this new resurrection life that we are no longer sinners, that we are saints, that we are filled with his Holy Spirit and sent to do the impossible with Jesus. This is what Jesus wants to do with us this year. He wants us to have everyday encounters with him. Right, and these encounters, they go beyond ourselves, right? Because we want to experience and extend the truth, love, and power of Jesus through the Spirit to the world around us. Because what God does in you, he wants to do through you. Yeah, what we like to say is whatever we experience, we then extend. Yeah, you know, and we actually believe that the world is waiting on an encounter with God. That's, the, the, the world truly is waiting on that. He wants to extend his presence to everyone around us every single day. 
to your family, your kids, your neighbors, your coworkers, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, he wants to connect. Because we may be the only Bible that anyone ever reads or that someone you meet ever reads. The only Jesus that that person ever meets. We may be the only experience of the kingdom that they have. Mm -hmm. That is who we are. Everyday encounters are about allowing ourselves to be interruptible, mm -hmm. to stop, to ask the question, Holy Spirit, what are you doing today? Yeah. Hey, can I pray for you right now? Yeah. Great questions. Yeah. You know, I'm an optimist, and so I can't but help, you know, allowing that positivity to rise in my spirit right now, mm -hmm. thinking about what God wants to do this year and how he wants to partner with us. He wants us to encounter him in a fresh way. And that's why I'm so excited that we're actually going to take the next several weeks and we're going to unpack mm -hmm. what does it mean to be a naturally supernatural person? What does it mean to be a naturally supernatural disciple? And so we actually titled our next message series, Naturally Supernatural, Everyday Encounters for Everyday Disciples. Yeah. Because that's really what we want to be. We want to be people. I think in our minds, we've thought to ourselves, well, God always wants me to be doing things for him. And it's so much more than that. Mm -hmm. Actually, I believe that this whole idea of belonging and being and doing, we need to marinate in this. We, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to actually yeah. transform the way that we think, to know that actually belonging to his family changes everything. Yeah. Because when we belong to his family, we can, we can be who he created us to be. Yeah. And then we can do the work that Jesus has called us to do, that John 14 work, the same and greater works as Jesus. But if we don't understand the, the belong and the be and the do, you know, we, we won't get anywhere. Right. And I believe the That's Holy exactly Spirit right. wants to take us places this year. And, you know, as we looked back at the vision from the past and as we were asking the, the Holy Spirit for, Holy Spirit, what are you doing right now in this season? There was one person who was present in all of it. And that person is the Holy Spirit. You know, we aren't gonna do any of this apart from him. And I've been privileged to know the Holy Spirit my whole life. And I, I tease people that some of my first words were Holy Spirit because I was raised in a home. And now we have a toddler who we're trying to teach words to. So, you know, I'm doing a little experimentation. You know, parents, I just wanna encourage you, your, your, your children, they can know the Holy Spirit. Yeah. They can know him their whole lives and, and, and have a rich relationship. Our encouragement to you is, whether you have children or not, take people along in the journey with you this year. Allow people to see and partner with you as you, as you get to know the Holy Spirit better. Yeah, I love that. And now that was part of my story, this connection to the Holy Spirit. And now mine started a little bit later in life because yeah. uh, my journey was a little different. But you know, my first encounter with this infilling of the Holy Spirit was it came in a way that brought me face to face with his presence. And it happened actually while we were still dating. Yes. Uh, it, was, it was unique and you had a little part to play in that. But uh, she asked me to actually, we were still dating, she asked me to be a helper in one of our Alpha Holy Spirit classes. And if you're not familiar with Alpha, it's an amazing course uh, that is run actually across the world. We didn't create it, but we've been partnering with it for, for over 20 years. And it's just an awesome place for people to have ask questions about faith, or maybe if they're just beginning their faith journey to, to understand more about their foundations yeah. of that faith. So great course. Um, but there was an ulterior motive in asking me to be a helper. Well, you were cute, and I really liked well, you. I'm but I, I still was cute. not sure. Still cute or were cute? You, Let's just you're clarify. So cute. Language is important as you're we talk. You're so cute. <laughs> the truth was, I just did not know. Had you know, when you become a Christian, 
The Holy Spirit lives inside you. But we believe that the Holy Spirit has to be activated in you. And I just wasn't sure, you know, what Mike's relationship was with the Holy Spirit. So as an insurance policy, I decided I was going to have him be my helper. Yeah. It was, it was honestly, it was a, a litmus test for dating and spiritually, <laughs> spirit-filled dating or something like that. But now, to be clear, I was already a Christian here. So this, this place of understanding that I already belonged, I had a foundation in Jesus, I just didn't have a lot of experience with, well, at the time, what my church I grew up in called yeah. the Holy Ghost. That's I think right. He, I, used to, I always joke that it's because he must have been haunting the basement because we never talked about it. <laughs> uh, but I, Holy Spirit, we'll go with that. So, but I knew I belonged. It wasn't clear who I was made to be. Yeah. And I clearly didn't understand what I was empowered to do. Yeah. And, and so that's how I, I kind of went into this place. And that's where Alpha Holy Spirit Day started. Right. And okay. This place. I'm going to tell this part of the story. I know. Story. You like okay. to tell the story. You're so, good. So, we, at Alpha Holy Spirit Day, you take, you learn about the Holy Spirit, and then you just take turns asking who wants to be filled and experience the Holy Spirit, which we're going to actually do later today. And another person in our group said, you know, they wanted prayer, and so we were gathered around this person. So Mike wasn't the person we were praying for. And we were laying hands on this person, and we were praying, and the Holy Spirit was coming powerfully, but over to my left, I, I suddenly hear someone praying in tongues loudly. And, and I open my eyes, and I turn, and there Mike is speaking in tongues. I think he's just as surprised as I am. And I think to myself, I, right. I can marry him. <laughs> and this is a true story. And I was so grateful for how the Holy Spirit met you in that day. It, it, it was. It was an amazing. And, and again, I, I went into this. I was open. Yeah. Again, I was open to the encounter. But I had told guys, I'm not faking it. And I, I'm not going to be forced into it. Yeah. That was my thing. And so he met me in such a way. Nobody was praying for me. Nobody was even looking at me, but he met me in such a way that I could never claim that it was forced on me, that it wasn't a true and authentic yeah. experience. And so it becomes, you know, one of those, those stakes in the ground in my faith walk with journey that completely changed my perspective mm-hmm. on, on Jesus, on the Bible, came alive in ways that I hadn't experienced before. And I was hungry for more because encounters actually provide hunger for more encounters. Yeah. That's what it did in my life. Yeah. And I understood this empowering that I was able to do and able to pray for others to experience that same presence and became a passion to do mm-hmm. that with others as well. Yeah. So I don't I actually think I could have said yes to my calling yeah. if I hadn't first said yes to and, that encounter. And so we, we believe that there are some power encounters that the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit wants to do this year. But I also believe that there's these natural encounters that the Holy Spirit's going to set us yeah. up for. You know, just the other day I was at Aldi. And if you've ever been to Aldi, you have to either take your bags or you have to buy your bags. Yeah. And it was one of those times it was packed. The lines were really long. And the woman ahead of me, she was older and she'd already gone through and she realized she was short a bag. And I'm checking out and, and she, she looks at the line and I can tell she's kind of flustered. And, and I just say, oh, I'll buy a bag for you. And she's like, oh my goodness, thank Thank you so much. Now, before you start thinking I am just this saint, what you need to know is these bags are 10 cents. I know, incredibly big, generous of me. Big and, money. And big, big money. money. And when I hand it to her, she looks me in the eye and she said, God bless you. And in that moment, I heard God say to me, isn't this going to be fun? Mm. You see, this is what this year is about. These everyday mm-hmm. encounters. And yeah. then the cashier says to me, wow, that was so kind of you. And literally, almost, I I just want to scream it out. The world is waiting for an encounter. And you are a walking encounter. You carry the presence of the living God in you and through you. As you experience him, I invite you to extend it. And what that means is we're going to have to put down our phones. We're going to have to stop caring about our schedules. We're going to actually allow 
his presence for first our enjoyment, and then as we enjoy him, we give it away. This was so tiny, but we believe that the Holy Spirit is saying it is a year of everyday encounters, both the big and the little. Yeah, and so, I'm so excited for the stories that we're going to be able to tell, tell of these everyday encounters, of people experiencing that love and kindness of the Father, of people who are going to come to know Jesus because we were willing to be interruptible in our yeah. life. People who are gonna be alive in their faith, in their identity, people who are experiencing healing and hope in every dimension of their lives because of the encounter you have that you're giving away. Yeah. I love it. We are people of everyday encounter yeah. who experience the incredible presence of God and we extend his, his healing, his hope, his health to the world around us, a yeah. hurting world. And our prayer is for today and for this year that we would have a fresh awareness of his presence and that we would choose to partner and have everyday encounters with him. So we're going to pray and invite the Holy Spirit to fill us up and do what he does best. And so Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your vision, God, that we would be a people of everyday encounter who get to partner with you, who first experience you, experience your goodness, experience your kindness, God, experience your love and then extend it to the hurting world around us. God, I thank you for every story that is represented in this room right now, that's online right now. And Jesus, we, we just say yes to partnership with you. Give us eyes to see what you're doing. Father, thank you that we are called to the same and greater works as Jesus. Father, we love you and we invite you to help us see and help us be everyday encounters. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Live Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.